Hello, and welcome to the LYF podcast. This podcast is provided to you by the Love Yourself Foundation, which is an organization here spreading the message of love and more specifically self-love and the powerful ripple effect that has not only in building a better relationship with yourself, but also with your community and with our beautiful planet. We're here to tell you that we're all one. All living beings are connected to each other, to the universe. So we're going to be talking about important topics like mental health, environmental issues, and tying it all back into the self and ways that you can not only empower your relationship with yourself, but also empower your relationship with your community and with our beautiful planet. So if you like what you hear, please hit subscribe. You can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at the LY Foundation. You can also check out our website at the lyfoundation.org. And we have a very special new addition to what we're doing. We now have a membership program called the Lifeline Membership Program, which offers support calls, group support calls, free admission to our events, workshops, specialized merch. So we also have special discounts going for students, teachers, frontline workers. So if you want to hear more about this, please go to our website at the LY Foundation slash membership for more info. Thanks for tuning in. Hello and welcome to The Conversation, a LYF podcast series where we provide our insights, thoughts, and experiences on self-love exploration. My name is JR, technology coordinator and board member of the Love Yourself Foundation. And my name is Ayla, growth and development coordinator for the Love Yourself Foundation. I'm excited today, JR. Oh my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) I can can see it now in person because we're not virtually. We're actually in person in my apartment, finally doing the podcast again. Face to face. Yes. Yes. Very exciting. I think that's why I'm so excited here. Lots of fun topics today. And I'm just feeling good. The weather's been warmer. That is Not true. much to complain about. Well, I know that the previous episode we were talking about seasonal depression. I definitely feel a little bit different. You know what I mean? Started, you know? <laughs> it's very interesting. I know we had that one week in Vegas where it was like in the 70s for four or five days. And man, I missed it so much. Yes. So I can't wait till springtime ends up coming up. Yeah. Otherwise, how have you been doing? I've been doing okay. I think once we kind of get into this conversation and talk about our challenge we did when we wanted to journal, a lot of stuff had come up. And I think the journaling helps, but it also, well, I don't want to spoil anything. So we'll get into it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we can get started now. For those of you that don't know, we have implemented some challenges throughout this season of the conversation where me and JR both explore some sort of self-love task, if you will, and talk about it here on the podcast. And for this week's episode, we decided to journal. This is one of the, I think, most popular things that are either recommended by therapists or just people in general that say that journaling helps in so many various ways. Mm -hmm. And so I'm excited to see kind of how we felt about it, because I know sometimes we don't necessarily agree with a lot of the common things. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess to get into it, let's talk about how consistent were you with journaling? Did you journal every day, every other day? How did it look for you? So it was inconsistently consistent. Okay. So I I did do it, but I didn't do it the same time every day and I didn't do it the same way. Oh, okay. (laughs) I guess to kind of explore that, I found that when I have a routine, like if I said every morning I'm going to journal for this amount of time or this many pages or whatever it be, that it starts feeling like a chore to me. Mm. And no matter what task I'm doing, any habits that seem repetitive like that become more of a chore. And I've noticed that from my past 
use of doing journaling. So I decided that trying to stem from that and make it work for me to do it at whatever time of day feels best to me. I got you. And so I did some in the morning, some at night. Sometimes I journaled about what happened that day. Sometimes I just journaled about whatever was on my mind or prospectively what was going to happen in the future. Mm -hmm. A little bit all over the place, but I did it. Good. That's good. (laughs) What about you? The same thing. I was kind of a little all over the place, but there were times when I was journaling that it felt like I was journaling for five to six hours is what kind of Really? Just got to a point where I just kept writing. I just couldn't stop. And I tried to take some of the cues that you had mentioned uh, during that episode when we revealed that that was the challenge that we're going to do of just kind of starting with five minutes and seeing where it goes. Doesn't have to make any sense, but just put something on the paper. And it actually worked out to the point where I was just writing paragraphs of stuff. And I think it's a lot of the things that have been on my mind that don't really talk to too many people about, or maybe Hmm. there's just a really select few people that I've been discussing this particular issue with, that talking to myself through the written word actually made it a little bit easier to kind of get some ideas onto the paper. So it was not consistent though, I will say that. But I think, it's not that I think, I know that it got me to a, a place where I could make a conscious decision of where I want to go forward with this particular issue. And what ended up coming up that is, so everybody knows that I've been talking about this business I've been starting. Yes. Definitely a big venture that I took seven months ago to the Are day. You? Wow. Yeah, to the day. But the issue that has come up that I'm okay. not too happy about, and actually, if I'm being completely honest, a little disappointed in myself, is not a lot has come off the ground when it comes to my business. And with YouTube and content creation and all that, I'm realizing that it's going to take a lot longer than I expected. And last week, I actually, through journaling and talking to some friends, came to the decision that it might be time for me to go back to my previous job. Are they willing to take you back? Yeah, I talked to my boss and she said, yeah, we'd love to have you back. I just need to figure out some things, obviously, with funding and trying to make sure that I can actually get back there. Nothing is a concrete deal yet, but a pretty high chance for me to go back. Full time again or... And that's the thing that I was honest with her about. And I think that, again, the journaling has helped me come to that decision of just letting her know honestly and just, hey, this is still just going to be short term for me. My business is something that I want to still Mm -hmm. be focused on. And if there's a part time position, that would be great. So really what it comes down to is it has not been fun to not have any income. Safety net for sure. (laughs) And it's not been fun to not have health insurance. So um, that's another thing. Of course. I'm living life on the edge. Yeah. So. <laughs> just, <laughs> Can't relate. Just razor's edge, you know? So yeah, I, I think the journaling helped with that wow. to come to that conclusion. It's not something that uh, I really wanted to make that decision of. Mm-hmm. I think writing things out made me swallow my pride a little bit. Yeah, you can be most honest when it's just you and the page. And I think that's what I love about journaling. And I like to hear that your testimony really sets to that as well. Yeah, trust me. And it's been in my head for so long that I've just kind of been fighting with myself of just saying, don't go back. If you go back, then it doesn't mean you failed. I think that's the number one thing I would feel too, is then I have to really say that I didn't take off as fast as I thought I would. You know what I mean? But I'm glad that you're not giving it up. If you were, I would sit here and take this. Turn the podcast (laughs) off. We need to have a discussion. But yeah, yeah, it did take some time to not feel that. Of course, I still feel disappointed in myself, but doing this particular podcast and learning things that give you that self-love or help you try and be the best version of yourself has made me realize a a couple of things. One, I took a chance, Mm -hmm. you know, It, it might not have been, which I've been completely honest with myself, definitely did not try my hardest 
there have been a lot of months that, of course, there's some personal stuff that had happened during that time that removed my focus from the business. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I haven't been putting my 100% effort into it. So obviously, it's not going to give you what you are putting in, right? So definitely, um, being honest with myself with that. And the second thing of just not being hard on myself, which mm-hmm. is compassion incredibly difficult for me to do. <laughs> but I was having this conversation with a couple of friends the other night of just them telling me, you know, be happy that you took the chance. You might not have been able to do that if you didn't leave your job seven months ago. Mm-hmm. And now you know what it is that you want to do. That going back to my previous job is not going backwards. Mm-hmm. It's just a realization of, okay, this is where I'm at in my life right now. I need help. We'll use the job to give me that help, but still focus on all my other stuff, which this job would give me the most flexibility to still do my business, to still work with LYF, all that stuff. So I think it's given me better perspective going back versus me just saying, oh, I can't believe I'm here again and being mopey and all that stuff. It's more of a, well, this is where I'm at. I know what it's here for, but I know that the end goal is still to do my business. And writing that out has helped me out so much to get to this point. Wow. Yeah, it's really cool to hear that. And I think that I find myself in similar positions where I'm like, okay, I want to do this. But money is such a hard thing to ignore. Mm -hmm. (laughs) As much as you want to, it's something that unless you have such a big safety net or some other funding that can help you, it's something that you, especially as an adult, that I'm finding out very soon is very hard to ignore. So I totally understand that. And I think that when I come into my decision making, that's definitely something that comes first and foremost. And that's actually tying back in to the beginning of the season when we talked about the hierarchy of needs Mm -hmm. and how can't really focus on, you know, being a quote unquote influencer when rents do. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I totally understand. And I'm glad that journaling could help you see that. Yeah. I think it was a form of therapy a little bit. And that's therapy that you're putting out for yourself instead of talking to a professional, right? Because you are the person that knows your story the best. So why not just be open and honest with yourself when trying to go through these hurdles or these bumps in the road? Because there were many, many months of me just laying in bed, falling into depression a little bit and not realizing where the income is going to come from, what I'm going to do going forward. Is this even going to take off? There's a lot of doubt that I've had and over the months. This, which is a weird feeling, this has been the most concrete decision versus me leaving seven months hmm. ago, which is kind of strange how that all works out but this is something where i've sat with myself for a long time and realizing like okay reality needs to sink in a little bit maybe there needs to be some change Mm -hmm. and like i said doing this podcast has definitely helped me navigate a lot of that stuff because i think it would have been a harder decision to make without it right for me and i've talked about this previously doing it in the form of morning pages which is just waking up and immediately writing out any and all thoughts on the paper And I did try that a few days, but it wasn't my main form, if you will. Mm -hmm. And I find that that method of just waking up and writing down all my thoughts, all my worries, what I'm doing that day, I really like that in a form of releasing my anxiety because it starts my day with a lot of recognition and I can realize, okay, wow, I didn't realize all those were weighing on me and I didn't realize I had so much to do and I'm glad I can talk myself through it to better prepare myself for the day. So I really liked that method. But the other form that I tried, I actually got from my boss at Lush and she talked about how at the end of every day, she journals, but in a form where she just writes about what she wants to do different tomorrow. And I never really heard that approach because it seems kind of negative, but 
more in a way of how can I improve in any way. And my number one value has always been growth. This whole podcast is about how can I explore my self-love and how can I grow as a person. So I figured I would try it and see what it's like. And she kind of explained how to just go through and think about the things that you did that day that you don't really want to do or wish you didn't do and Mm -hmm. kind of relieve that anxiety or disappointment in yourself for doing and then also reflecting on tomorrow I really want to do this as well or I want to focus more on this or I'm proud of myself for xyz and I liked this method a lot because for me it allowed me to reflect on my day and let it go because a lot of times those things kind of sit with me and I'll think back to things that happened or things that almost like a regret like I wish I did this differently and so being able to write about it allowed me to one get it out of my system, relive it, and then two, understand it so I could move forward. Mm. And that method for me was really nice because I was able to think about how can I become happier tomorrow? Like what can make my day better? And I think that's been my goal this whole year of really focusing on that as T minus 10 days until I'm living on my own. Oh, okay. So I really wanted to use this method to think about what can I do to ensure my happiness and success in what I'm really trying to do. And I found that that has been really good. But like I said in the beginning of the episode, I can't do things so routinely. Otherwise, it just becomes like, oh, this is such a chore to me. Right, right. So kind of rotating both of those, the morning and the night, allowed me to maximize the impacts of them, which I liked a lot. So I find that journaling, I I see why it's recommended so so often. (laughs) And it's definitely something that I want to keep a part of my habits but i never want to hold myself to a standard of if i don't do it i'm very disappointed in myself right right. and i think that we've talked quite a bit in the other episodes too of giving yourself that leeway of if you miss a couple days don't be so hard on yourself when you're trying to create this new habit for yourself so yeah and like you were saying how you didn't feel like you needed to do it because There would be days where you felt like you were writing for hours. Maybe that's all you need really is to have a day where you're doing it and you feel like you're really exploring whatever it is that you're thinking about pondering. And maybe you don't have to do it for two, three days and then you can go back into it and say, okay, like, where am I at now? Right. I think that that allows us to really consider how am I improving instead of doing things just to do them. Right. And I keep going back to the previous episodes, but the one when we did the the sleeping challenge, it kind of goes into this too of just realizing what works for you. Me journaling for a couple minutes, then turning into an hour of just putting stuff on the paper is something that works for me versus telling myself, okay, every single day at nine o'clock AM, open up your journal, write in it, do something. I think there's too much of a regiment there for me to follow that ends up me falling off. So probably for people listening too is sure, it's good to start something like that, but just continue to do the things that work for you. If it works for you to do a couple days in a week, then just do it a couple days in a week. If it, if you are the kind of person that can do it every single day, then do it every single day. But it really comes down to you and what it is that works for you. I think a lot of times what I see in the self-discovery process is making sure you are finding meaning in everything. And a lot of times we want want the answers. <laughs> I'm All someone that wants the answers. Yes. I'm like, you tell me how to be rich. <laughs> you tell me what to do. I will trust that's how I'd be successful. But I think as
as long as we're understanding the meaning behind why am I choosing to go to the gym every day? Why am I doing these things? Why am I journaling? That's how we can keep doing them. Because like I've mentioned before, it's really when we start doing things and stop realizing, I don't even know why I started this in the first place. I don't feel that same connection to it, that that's when it becomes hard on us. What I found personally is that when one thing in my routine goes, it's almost like a spiral for me. I'm like, hey, throw everything out the window. We're (laughs) starting over. (laughs) Nothing's working. (laughs) So to kind of prevent that for myself, I try to make sure that I'm remembering why am I moving forward with doing this? Do I need to do it today? And finding that comfort in myself, not punishing myself or not doing something that I wanted to previously. I wanted to go back to what you were mentioning about the process that you were doing for your journaling and that method of journaling about what it is that you want tomorrow is very interesting to me because I think that we do stay in that present, which of course I've tried to strive for a lot lately of just being in the present and embracing what that gives you. But going through this process particularly has put me in the past quite a bit. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a lot of the writing that I do as of late is about the past. Reflecting. Reflecting wishing that I could make different decisions and all of that, that thinking about writing for tomorrow hasn't even come up in my head, which is I'm glad I can inspire. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, I think that the thing is a lot of times we're thinking about the past and it makes us lose control actually. But if you switch the narrative to thinking about tomorrow, it allows you to tell yourself and believe that you have the power to do those things mm. and that you recognize tomorrow's a new day and you recognize the things that you want to do. And so that provided me with a lot of power in myself to be like, wow, I can do different tomorrow and I'm excited for myself too. Like, can I outbeat what I did today? And it allows you to move over that motivation into the next day. Yeah, kind of like giving you something to look forward to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so cool. That's so cool. I didn't hear before my boss talked about it. I was like, wow, that's different. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But it makes a lot of sense and I'm happy that I was able to try it. And I definitely recommend at least... Going back and forth, like I said, sometimes it is really good to reflect, to be able to learn, Mm -hmm. but to be able to prospectively think about what your goals still are and what you want to do allows you to really maintain that sense of, I have the power to do it. Right. And I like the fact that you used the word regret earlier when talking about that, because I think that we can kind of get lost in those ideas and things that we wish we could change. And when you're writing about it, you put that into the present Mm -hmm. of what's going on. But realizing too, and especially going back to writing for tomorrow, is realizing you get another shot at it. Sure, you might have made mistakes or there's things you want to change, but you can change. Mm -hmm. You can have that opportunity to make a difference or do something different. That should be what you're looking forward to, which is looking forward to tomorrow. Obviously, tomorrow is never guaranteed, but at least it gives you hope that things can be better. And especially for me going through this whole entire process and coming up with a decision that I made to go back gives me that idea of it's not over yet. You know, we can kind of transition here and talk about what it means to live in the past, present and future, because as I'm going to be living on my own soon, I've found that these past few months I've been really living in the future. And I think that that can be detrimental sometimes. Like instead of choosing on how can I improve today or this month, Mm -hmm. I've said, it's okay because in March, in March, I'll be living on my own. In March, I'll be living on my own. And so I kept telling myself that and I find myself in a place that if you think about how we're already 
like one sixth of the way through the year. <laughs> and I, I didn't realize that, but yeah, you're right. Yeah. And people start off the year saying, well, I want to do all these things. We're two months in now. And it's crazy to me to think that this whole time I could have been making those changes. And I've become so hopeful for that future that I've let go of what's happening right now and just let it be what it is until that time. Right. So that's a good question to ask you is this time is coming soon for you to live on your own. What's going to motivate you now that you are at that moment in time that you've been kind of waiting for in the past? You know what I mean? Yeah. For me, it's very interesting. And I'm sure the people listening that live with guardians or parents can relate in a way that it's hard to really dive into who you are and what it is you want to spend your days doing when you aren't in control of the space around you. I think a lot of times self-help resources don't really dive into how important an environment is. And we have kind of talked about this previously, but not in depth with how much a space matters. And for me, when I have one room in my entire house to dedicate to that space, right, yeah. and I'm getting older, it, I become almost like trapped, I guess is the word. I just okay. feel like yeah. I'm growing beyond how fast my space is growing. Mm-hmm. So I feel like there's so much stuff in my room and my mind and I feel like I just want to expand that and then be able to expand my life outside of that but I feel like that idea to me has become so obsessive and maybe it's because otherwise I don't know what I would do to fix this right so I'm like well at least I have that to look forward to that I just am like okay well when I'm on my own, I'll be able to decorate how I want and it'll be able to motivate me and I'll be able to wake up at any time and blast music and get my day started and eat what I want and all these things. And I think that that level of freedom is something that I'm really excited for. But again, if it wasn't happening, it would be a whole back to the drawing board for me of what I would do to kind of make me fall in love with life as it is now. Right. I think that's really beautiful actually for you to explain it that way because it is kind of an exciting nerve-wracking unpredictable time to be living not only just moving out of your parents home but living on your own is a totally different dynamic than anything that you would experience i know for me i live with my parents i've lived with girlfriends before but never on my own so for the past three or four years of my life i've been living on my own This is the first time I've ever lived on my own. And it's definitely a strange dynamic to be in a place where there's no one in it. (laughs) If that makes any sense. Well, I have to clarify. I still will have two roommates, but I will still have that freedom to be able to have my own space. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I I don't know if I could live on my own right now. I would probably go insane (laughs) with being how, how lonely. But yeah, like you said, it it's still a big transition Mm -hmm. to really it's. I think it's one of the biggest catalysts to find who you are because yeah. there's no one else influencing. Exactly. I, I think that those different experiences versus, you know, you living with your parents, li- then you living on your own or with roommates, and then you living with your partner, totally different dynamics in all three of those things. Yeah. And I think that it's just an exciting time. And I'm excited for you to have this experience and to go through this because I think it's going to help you grow even more than what you're doing now. Because like you said, you feel kind of in a trapped state because you've been in this space for so long. So I'm excited to see how you are in the next three months, let's say. Me too. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think it's it's strange. It's really the first time in my life that I 
don't know where I'll be by the end of the year. I have no idea what job I'll have, what my life will be looking like at all. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of insane to me to say that there's nothing for me to really fall back on. I mean, I guess I could try to move across the country to move back in with my mom, but she won't be in the same state as me. And she's been with me my entire life, you know? So that safety net for me is gone. And I think that that is really pushing me to figure out how to be an adult. And I moved into the dorms at UNLV at 18. And so I have kind of an experience like a halfway of living on your own under the security of a university. But that helped me grow a ton financially, oh, helped me learn you can't just have tater tots for dinner. Oh, like, you can't? <laughs> <laughs> like I, I, I learned a lot about myself and how different I saw each day and the potential for each right, day, right. which is a beautiful thing in its own. And I'm really excited to see just how I wake up on March 1st and feel and so much possibilities. I'm excited for it, too. I mean, this is... The words can't come to really describe how stoked I am for you to be doing this. So nice. <laughs> but I do want to ask, though, I know that you you mentioned your mom and, and she's going to be somewhere else totally outside of the state. I've always had my parents around. We've always lived together and in the same state and same city. So I've never experienced that. How do you feel right now knowing that she's not going to be around triggered (laughs) no it's okay yeah it hasn't clicked for me and i'm wondering if my brain just doesn't understand yet and when i do wake up and she's not there and not going to be there that it's gonna be strange for me i lived across the country away from her for six months and i think that wasn't that bad because i knew i would come back and it would be fine again so it's really strange and we're best friends so it's gonna be really weird to have that in her like have her own house and she's not gonna come back right right (laughs) And I think that's really a really weird thing to consider. But I know that because I prioritize our relationship, that I'll still be able to communicate with her and go see her and her come here and stuff like that. But I'm excited and scared to see my reactions because... I know that there have been people that I've observed. I didn't necessarily experience this myself, but people that did move into the dorms and became so anxious and kind of homesick in a way that they couldn't do it. And so I'm worried that me and my sister, and I also have my childhood friend moving in, that all of us being young, (laughs) I mean, I'm I'm older than both of them. They're less than 20. And so it's going to be really strange. And I'm worried, honestly, on their part, too, to see how they... Because, I mean, if I'm right at 21, I don't know how right. that... Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it'll be interesting to see the transition there. And obviously, I'll be talking about it here on the podcast. So we'll be able to see firsthand. I mean, I, I hope nothing but the best, obviously. I can only imagine what that would feel like. And uh, I'm not going to pretend like I, I can give you advice on how to feel when it comes to that stuff. I, I think, again, this is just another part of your life that is going to help you grow as an individual, help you grow being on your own as an adult... But it could also strengthen those bonds, too. I I think that when people leave, go away, go across the country or anything like that, you figure out a way to still keep in touch and still have that bond there that it will make your love for your mom even stronger because she's not down the hall anymore. Mm -hmm. So it will be interesting to see that dynamic. But yeah, I hope it all goes well. Thank you. <laughs> I'm hoping so too. And it's it's exciting. I think that these past few months, I know both of us have gone through it these past few months. And I've had so many changes with different jobs, different things that I foresaw for my future in these past few months that I've changed my mentality. I used to 
when I was younger, really try to plan out as much as possible. I was like married by this age, kids by this age, house, mm-hmm. like all these things. And the, you can't plan your life like that. No, you cannot. <laughs> and so I, I was so focused on the future that when things didn't happen, it was almost disappointing. And I've really flipped that mentality to really one to two weeks ahead. That's maximum because I really don't know right. what's going to come out of the future. I don't know what new possibilities. I don't know what's at all going to happen. Just like both of us interacting with LYF and where we've grown being a part of this organization, it's really insane to be able to consider. And so just thinking about the fact that I don't know where I'll be at the end of this year and how my life will look makes me feel excited for the sense that it could be anything. And that's exciting. That's cool. It's not as much scary. And I've talked about this before, how change doesn't necessarily scare me because it means that there's something new and that's fun. Keeps life on its toes. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I'm really just looking forward to all the possibilities that it can be from how the interior decoration will be to maybe I'll start going to the gym. Who knows? Oh, hello. (laughs) (laughs) who knows probably not but i'm hoping (laughs) that's all we got we got that hope you know and i feel like i'm in the same boat with you too with the idea of me going back to work and and having to figure that out and navigate all of that makes me kind of feel like i don't know what's going to happen at the end of the year i thought i knew what was going to happen at the end of last year and boy was i wrong it has not panned out the way i thought so um, i think though when you are creating content it is kind of an exponential growth where it's very slow and then there's one video or one post that makes you kind of grow exponentially yeah. from there but until then it's a rough rough time And I am in it for sure. But I do feel excited too a little bit. As disappointed as I was during that whole thought process and the whole journaling activity and all that, not knowing where I'm going to be at the end of the year is a little bit exciting. I mean, there are multiple ways where things can go from here, but I don't want to worry myself with trying to figure that out. I just kind of want it to happen. Of course, doing the things that are going to help me and progress me into whatever it is I want to do. But not knowing the answer of what I will look like December 31st, 2022 is kind of a nice thing to know. Like, okay, we're just going to leave that until we get there. I'm focused on what I'm doing now and what I can do tomorrow. Next steps for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've always been a what is step Z person. And I'm I'm now like, what's step B? (laughs) (laughs) Let's get there first. (laughs) Yeah, one step at a time. And I think that allows you and any of you listening, if you think more to step B, step C, instead of the long run, it allows you to grow with your goals. Mm -hmm. So instead of saying, I know exactly where I want to be at 30, that doesn't allow me to take into account what I'm like at 22, 23, 24, 25. And so If I allow myself to think about like what's best for my happiness now and where do I want to be now, it allows you to grow with yourself. Perfectly said, actually, because it it does allow you to have that growth within you to compartmentalize things that are happening in your vicinity or what's happening right now without having to overwhelm yourself with trying to figure out like, all right, what do I want my life to look like at 45? We'll get there when we get there, but you got to still live your life a little bit. For example, you are moving out. You're going to be living on your own for the first time. Why would you want to think 10 years down the road? I really can't. (laughs) B, people. (laughs) Step B. We're on step B, all right? (laughs) Enjoy this moment. Mm -hmm. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be unexpected and all that stuff. But just enjoy the fact that you get to have this opportunity to be in this moment right now. So enjoy that. And then everything else will come later. And in finding happiness, because really what this podcast is all about is learning how to be happy and happy with yourself as well. 
it's taking that into consideration and having the respect to say, I want to be happy as I am now and not just do everything to prepare my happiness for in five years. Mm -hmm. Because like you mentioned, we're never guaranteed that time. And as scary as that is, it also makes me become more appreciative of what's going on around me and just being grateful of all the things I have and where I am now instead of being upset about where I'm not. And I think that that's really what's crucial in moving forward. I'm glad that you said that because that is exactly where I'm at right now. And just realizing even though my vision isn't completely there yet, that things did not pan out the way that I thought. In the time frame. In the time frame that it's not over yet. You mm-hmm. still have a chance. You still have time to do what it is you want to do. It's, it's not like I'm starting this at 60 or 65 and trying to figure stuff out. Now, not to say that people at that age can't go after the things that they want. But all I'm saying is that I have time. You know, I have more time on my side that I just take this as a learning lesson. Mm-hmm. Do what I need to do now in order to have that security. But know that moving forward, you know exactly what it is that you want. Whereas before, seven months ago, it was, I know I want to quit my job and I want to start my business. I do have to ask you, in going back to work in the traditional sense, have you reflected and pondered and journaled, if you will, what you want to do different in the sense of moving forward with your personal business? Yes. And the journaling did help with that too, of realizing what direction that I want to take. There's still a course that is sitting on my desk over there that I purchased months ago, but I've only done, you know, a couple things out of it. The worst of that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And that was supposed to help me get to the next level. And I think there's something to be said that I haven't been too focused on that. So now having to go back to work, put that into perspective too, of just like, all right, we need to finish this. So let's finish this thing, get us to where our next starting point is, and then go from there. But again, that security is going to allow me to just kind of breathe a little bit of mm-hmm. just, okay, now I can really take my time versus yeah, if you I put need to figure pressure. this out. Yeah, I need to figure this out soon because the money that I have that's still left is, you know, it has an expiration date on it if I don't do anything with it. So yeah, I think it's given me more options. I've also applied to a job in California as well. I didn't, I didn't know if I wanted to say that right what? now. That one is a little bit more of a long shot, but it, I think there's something about this journaling, folks, <laughs> <laughs> that makes you want... It gives to, you the answers. It, huh? it, hey, <laughs> hey, you know, it just opens up your mind a little it bit to, to new things. So there's a social media manager or social media coordinator position in California for a golf company, a pretty big golf company, wow. too. That position has never been available since I've been away from work. And I was like, what is the hell not? Yes. Interesting. I feel like I'm a little underqualified for the position, but... Hey, they don't know that. They don't know that. <laughs> well, hopefully they don't. Well, maybe I want them to listen to If you're to listening podcast. to the podcast, <laughs> yeah, exactly. hello. He is very qualified. let to see what our reach is here, okay? <laughs> yeah, so that would be a thing for me too. Of If I were to get that position, it's not a remote position. I would have to relocate. Acting up. I've, ne- <laughs> I've, never, <laughs> I've never left Vegas. Wow. Um, Vegas is all that I've known. So that would be a thing for me too, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. Again, it's one of those things where I put it out there. We'll see what happens, but I'm not going too much in depth of like, all right, when I get this job, well, how do I ship my stuff over step there? Step first. Like, exactly. <laughs> I'm barely on step A. Let's, it, it's exciting times. But since we're talking about journaling, we want to try to put this all back together with all these new experiences that you're about to have with you moving out and, and all of that. Do you feel like you will continue to journal and document this moment in your life? I love this wrap up. That was a really good segue. Okay. <laughs> 
It's not like we've been doing this episode. For Who like- knows? I I think I, I'm going to keep doing it. I, I want it to be... I think what works best for me in any habit is making sure I have a space for it. Like mm-hmm. I don't really, like I mentioned, I have one room, so it's not much space, but I'm working on that. I think that once I am able to build that routine and have a dedicated space for it and be able to really remember my why each time, I think that it'll allow me to, especially in these coming months where lots of changes are happening mm-hmm. very fast, to be able to reflect and feel those emotions in a way that's very honest, like we mentioned, because you can only be the most honest with yourself. And it makes me want to keep going with it. And I'm happy that it did work for me in the sense that I want to as well. Good. That's exciting. I'm glad that it's going to help you a little bit more. And we'll be interesting to see what those, uh, not me personally, but you specifically, seeing those entries in your journal of progression, because you might not know what the end of the year is going to look like, but you can definitely look at from where you were, where you were to where you are, which is going to be really fascinating, I think. Mm-hmm. What about you? Are you going to continue? No. No, I'm ah! <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> yeah, I'm going to continue. I've been doing this for uh, a lot of years, actually. I, of course, it's been off and on and, and it hasn't been very consistent, but I do want to be more consistent when it comes to journaling because I don't think that I would have come to these decisions. Mm-hmm. And I know there's going to be bigger decisions down the road that I'll have to make that I really do have to just kind of sit with myself and, and go over that stuff. Definitely helps to write it down than to talk to myself in person out loud because that's kind of weird. But I think actually writing it down and and really going through it is going to help me out going forward. So as unpredictable as this life is right now, at least I can resort to something a little bit more constant. And that would be journaling. Wow. What a good end to the challenge. (laughs) Well, that's a good segue into the favorite part of the episode, our quotes of the week. And I will start. Go ahead. So my quote this week is, Beauty begins the moment you decide to be yourself by Coco Chanel. And I really like that. Coco, let's go. Coco. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. That's really beautiful. Mm -hmm. I think there is something there of just understanding your beauty and what it is that you provide for yourself, but also provide to other people and the rest of this planet that can really foster a lot of good ideas and a lot of motivation for you to not only keep going, but to see bigger and brighter things for yourself. Couldn't have said it better myself. You want to try? (laughs) (laughs) What's your quote this week? My quote is, we must accept finite disappointment, but never lose infinite hope by Martin Luther King Jr. Of course. Wow. That's a really good one. Mm -hmm. And that really fits with the situation because it really allows you to know there's still unlimited possibilities out there. For the both of us. Yeah. For the both of us. And everybody listening. And you listening. Yes. Well, that's a great end to our episode. But of course, before we end, we always like to wrap up with how we can use what we talked about today to love ourselves. Any thoughts, Jara? Yes, I think that the ideas that are in your head, what you're feeling in the moment really helps for you to articulate it on paper to see where you're at and what it is that you want going forward, where it is that you see yourself and the things that you're dealing with definitely can help by journaling trying to figure out those answers or to at the very least try to make sense of the things that are happening so i think that journaling does help with your self-love and i would recommend it to anybody to try 
Yeah. And there's various ways to try it. I think free therapy is a good start. Mm-hmm. 100%. <laughs> and really, it's a weight off your shoulders. So if listening to yourself and your needs and really giving yourself the space to be honest is the first step, and it's a great one. So I'm excited for all of you out there who are going to try it. Yes. Before we end it, I just had one last question for Ayla okay. before we leave. Are the cats coming with you? Wow, great question. I am keeping one cat. Wait. I know. (laughs) Technically, only one of them are mine. And so Uh, it is sad, though, because a brother and sister are being separated. I know. Yeah. But the brother is really my mom's favorite pet that we have. So she's taking him. Wow. It's a sad time. Really, it's hard for me. Separation anxiety for the whole family. Yeah. I know we're going from literally like six pets down to one. So it's going to be crazy. But thank you for asking. You're welcome. And everybody listening, let's hope that everything goes well for Ayla. And let's hope that the the little little cat situation is okay too. <laughs> and with that, we want to hear from you. Leave us a comment on Instagram or Twitter at the LY Foundation or on Facebook, facebook.com slash the LY Foundation. Let us know what you thought about today's episode and whether journaling is something that you're interested in. Also, please leave us a review of the LYF podcast. That way we can continue to produce more content and grow the show. Thank you for listening to the conversation. And until next time, love yourself, love one another, and love this planet we call home.